If you liked hearing Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson provide secrets on negotiating for total compensation, dealing with microaggressions, or simply being able to just be your authentic self, then welcome to season two of Secrets. Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets Season 2, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share their adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. Hey, Keith, what's going on with you, brother? Ricky, I'm doing all right today. And you know, it's it's June, and that means the great holiday of Juneteenth is upon us, man. <laughs> and today we'll, we'll talk about Juneteenth more in a minute. But I had to share this story, Ricky, with you that this friend of mine shared talking about Juneteenth. This person described how their company was celebrating Juneteenth by giving everyone a day off, right? Okay. That sounded great. But then the shenanigans started, right? <laughs> They decided to use one of the other names for the holiday, right? Freedom Day. I mean, Juneteenth is also known as Freedom Day. No big deal, right? Sounds good so far. Right. But then they just keep piling on. So to make matters worse, they then choose to describe how they wanted everybody to have this day off to reflect on their own freedoms that they enjoy in their lives. <laughs> so now they done misappropriated the whole damn holiday. This one had nothing to do with Galveston. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to nothing. do with Galveston. Right. Nothing to do with Galveston, Texas. Nothing. None of that. Celebrate right? your own personal freedoms. I'm like, get out of here. You know what? Uh, like, KP, that reminds me of our very first episode in season two when we're talking about corporate America's predictable instincts. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> okay. doubt, right? So. This is yet another example of companies doing predictable shit, yep. you know, when it comes to cultural issues, mm-hmm. right? No like doubt. in a little conundrum, right? But companies stick their noses in uh, where it, it really just doesn't belong. Nope. You know, trying to show that they are supportive, they're in the know, mm-hmm. you know, or that they, they down, get it. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. That they get it, right? But they just end up making shit worse. Yeah. All the time. All the time. And most of the time, it's all performative. It's all performance art, you know, and chasing that almighty dollar. Look, shout out to Amber Cabral, you know, a former guest, our sister queen of the show, who pointed out that, you know, that term performative in her uh, book, Allies and Advocates. Look, y'all go get it. If you haven't gotten it, you'll know what we're we're talking about. Easy read. And then you got these cats out here who ask, does anything really need to be said at all? <laughs> Do we have to speak about every Heritage Month a day that comes up, right? Do we have to speak about every time a black person gets shot? Hey, I get it. I know they're tired of it. I mean, but think about us, man. We're tired of we getting tired, shot. We're tired of getting shot, right? <laughs> get that knee off my neck. Exactly. So, so check this out. Like in this episode, you know, everyone, I know, you know, Keith and I are talking about Juneteenth a bit here. But in this episode, we will specifically provide some history on Juneteenth and why it should be recognized as a national holiday. We'll share some of our personal memories of the fight for MLK Day, you know, growing up. We will provide some receipts on why it's important to support Juneteenth and other Heritage Months and Days. 
And then finally, we'll close out with four secrets on how corporate America can support Juneteenth and other heritage holidays. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode. It's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. So look, so Keith, you know, as we start talking about Juneteenth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I can remember watching a blackish episode. Oh, yeah. You know, That's one of few, my favorite shows. Yeah, like, show. <laughs> like a few years back, you know, where they actually spoke about Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And on that, and all of the buzz that was created afterwards. Oh, you yeah. know, you would have thought, you would have thought that that blackish invented Juneteenth. Juneteenth, you would have thought that. That's right, because <laughs> people were losing their minds. They really were, they were, you know. And for a lot of people, look, look. Militant black folks included, yeah, okay? Yeah. It was the first time that they had even heard of Juneteenth. Mm-hmm, which is amazing. First time. So, KP, why don't you drop a little science on us about Juneteenth in general? Yeah, I will. And according to History.com, Juneteenth, which is short for June 19th, it marks the day when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to take control of the state and ensure that all enslaved people were free. The troops' arrival came two and a half years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. So people had already been free. Been free, but these people hadn't been notified yet <laughs> that they, they were free. The, they didn't get the memo. That's right. So the masses were just hiding them in Texas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keeping them on lockdown until finally Union troops got there and told them that they were free. It took two and a half years. So the year following 1865, those freed slaves in Texas organized the first of what become the annual celebration of Jubilee Day, also Juneteenth, Freedom Day, etc. on June 19th. It honors the end of slavery in the U.S. and is considered the longest running African-American holiday. So, you know, just to kind of give that like some context. So people were free. They were free. For two and a half years. We're saying after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. And they just didn't know it. Just didn't know it. They like, still working in those fields. Right, Sweating. right. Exactly. Just keeping them dumb. Keeping them dumb. Yeah. And you had people fleeing to Texas. Right. So that they could keep their slaves. Because they didn't, because they knew they weren't recognized. They like knew they, it wasn't recognized. And, and that, was, that, and that was the furthest away that you could get in the U.S. at that point in time yeah. before people would find you. <laughs> Starting to kind of sound ominously familiar to some it's things, crazy, right? Like we've been here before. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the interesting thing, KP. 47 states recognize Juneteenth as a holiday, but multiple efforts to get it recognized as a federal holiday have stalled for years. years. Okay? Black people can, uh, they can't get nothing, man. We like, like, nothing. like, we just keep taking L's, right? No justice, no peace, yeah. no reparations, not even a damn holiday. Oh, not even a damn holiday. It's so true. This is crazy. And, and when we do try and have something for ourselves, it ends up getting stripped, misappropriated, whitewashed, yep. all this stuff. And companies in particular try and capitalize on this shit and monetize it. Our experiences, right? And they don't even invite us to the table away in when they're making the decisions about how they're going to take our shit <laughs> and use our stuff. Remember when Chris Rock was saying, man, Working his ass off and this and that, and all his dad wanted was just a big piece of the chicken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. Just a big piece of the just chicken, big man. Piece of ch- you know? Every once in a while, yeah, just a big piece. Can of I chicken. have the breast? Just want to win, you know. I'm just want to win too. But to your point, not only do uh, we not get invited to the table. 
But you got these cats that just, you know, that you just mentioned earlier that don't even want to try to invite us to the table. Don't even, like, don't even care. They don't even print enough invitations. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we're just not even getting invited, you know? Uh, they ask, they study asking, like, dumb questions like, why do we need to say anything at all? Yeah, you know, yeah. do we have to say something about every day or month or event? I mean, we talked about this in, in some of the other episodes. So like, episodes. We can't say something to everything. And it's just kind of ignorant when it you think about it, ignorant. right? Because we're not saying for you to say something about everything. Right. We're saying something that means something. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you want me to answer the question, <laughs> should you say something? Yes. <laughs> Say something. Yeah, do something. Right. So, I mean, it's like, how can you expect to create an inclusive culture when you don't say stuff, when you don't want to talk about these issues? It's just not going to work. And, Ricky, think about all the holidays we celebrate in America. Mm -hmm. They all either celebrate white heroes or our conquest of oppressed people or just Christianity. Are you Ain't trying nothing to, else. You trying to get us shut down. I, I, you over here trying to get us shut down, man. Yeah, you over here trying to get us shut down, man. You over here spitting reality, man. <laughs> but you know the sad part about that, Keith, is you telling the truth. Tell the truth. Truth serum. Yeah, yeah. The truth serum. We got that cup ready over there. I see him. So think about this. I know we're going to ruffle some feathers with this topic today. But I can remember in the 80s, okay? Mm. Like, and I'm not saying that damn long ago. Yeah. But in the 80s, when I was in grade school, and the fight at that time was about whether MLK Day should actually be a national holiday. I remember that, too. I mean, we had Stevie Wonder coming out with songs and everything Mm -hmm. else. You know, we had all of these things, you know, happening. Now, although it was finally recognized by every state in the U.S. in the year 2000. 2000. Like, that's right. A little over 20 years ago. Right. Okay. Yeah, little, I remember the bill, though, was signed in like 83. <laughs> right. So, it's, so we're so, saying it took nearly 17 years. Yeah. Okay. Nearly 17 years of actual shit and shenanigans yeah. for it to actually be recognized with no asterisks next to the holiday. Yeah. Okay. Man, let me hit you with this story. Like, if since we're yeah. going back here, going right? Back. Now, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something, right? And I'm not making this shit up, right? Like mm-hmm. like my grandmother said, Lord, you know my heart, okay? <laughs> I was on the debate team in school arguing for why MLK Day should even be recognized as a doggone holiday. Okay. This is in school, this like grade school. school, right? Yep. And so I didn't did my little research, man. I'm trying not to be emotional about it. I'm in front of the class. And mind you, I appreciate Roy and Sandra for moving me from Oklahoma to, 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 to California, California, man, and, and even sending me to the white school. Yes, okay? that's right. So you did a good school. I, I appreciate it, but man, it was some it was some hard days. And this is mm-hmm. one of those hard days. So when I when I tell you it was it was hard it was pretty exhausting at the time to try and explain to my classmates and dig this, even my teacher, teacher. okay, as to why this holiday and movement was significant and should be important to them as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you know, you get quizzed and they ask you questions the afterwards. <laughs> and it was like at the time, I didn't really understand what a slick question or a comment was. Yeah. But they was all being but they slick all that being day. being slick that yeah. day. That's <laughs> they right. was all being slick that day. So... I see Juneteenth as another one of these exhausting moments 
in time. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. And you talk about having to explain to your teachers and your classmates. You remember when we were in grade school, we hadn't even got the civil rights book movement in the history books yet. Right. Or it was like right. the last three pages mm-hmm. of the history book. And we never get to that shit because school was over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so school year to end it. Yeah. And you know, it's like you spend like the last day of school learning about the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bye. Exactly. All right. See y'all later. <laughs> See y'all later. Now we're now we trying to have the class party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some damn stale cupcakes. But. <laughs> But uh, what you just said, it, there's no doubt about it. And I remember that also, the fight for MLK uh, while I was growing up, too. And I remember watching the 20th anniversary of the March on Washington on TV. Mm-hmm. And I remember my man, Stevie Wonder, as you mentioned before, he got up on that stage and premiered Happy Birthday, mm-hmm. right? which is now the Black Birthday Anthem. Ain't it, though? Ain't it? We, but we, we, don't know the, we don't know the second verse, though. We don't know the we second verse. <laughs> right. Don't, don't know go that. too far. Yeah, but we're going to repeat the first one twice. Over and over. <laughs> just like... Stevie. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but things quickly started right after that 20th anniversary kind of started moving forward on the MLK mm-hmm. day. But I do remember these two things that just stuck out in my mind. I remember that racist ass senator in chief from North Carolina, Jesse Helms. Yeah, Jesse Helms. <sighs> he filibustered the hell out of that MLK bill. And for some of our young listeners who don't understand what a filibuster is, just just look it up, just okay? Look it up. And basically, what it is, just wasting time. That's, That's right. all it is, That's right. just wasting time. But you understand why it's in the news now? Because if you look at all these things, the Voting Rights Act, mm-hmm. all the pay equity, all these things that are going through Congress right now, all getting filibustered. Yep. Anytime yep. you're trying to help move some oppressed people forward, filibuster. Yeah. Yeah. So the same thing happened then. Helms filibustered for a long time, but it finally got through. <laughs> but then I remember in my home state of Virginia, and a lot of southern states like Virginia decided to combine the MLK holiday with celebrating Confederate leaders. Damn. Ain't that something? So in Virginia, we called it Lee Jackson King Day. Mm-mm-mm. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, and Martin Luther King Day. Oh, Lord. What the hell is this? Yeah. That's, right? like, that's like combining. What's that? KKK day with something, man. Like, right. And expecting you to be happy and be happy about it. So we weren't happy. So what it ended up doing is ensuring that black people didn't celebrate the damn day at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. We just put our girls away and stored them until Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> like after all that. <laughs> so look, I mean, Keith. I mean, it's crazy. I know we're up here laughing about this, but like, this is this is the shit that people just don't see or don't kind of put two and two together. You know, Not at all. Time time. Not at all. So in terms of like the impact. I yeah, mean, the impact of all that is just, you know, as black people, we just continue to be oppressed and just kind of distrustful of what's going on around us and particularly with corporate America, you know? No, I get it. And I, and I think the moral of the story to me is whether you're black or a member of another ethnically diverse group or, or oppressed group, there's a story a very familiar story, if, mm-hmm. I, if I may add, of your people being conquered, your history or culture being eradicated by the dominant society. And that is the reason why we need to have these recognized days, not necessarily holidays, but right. of accountability. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For us to keep everyone honest about the mission for equality. That's right. Because if you try and sweep it under the rug, you're not recognizing the knowledge will happen. And that's what we continue to do over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And some of the 
potential negative consequences and outcomes of kind of dismissing these heritage days like Juneteenth. There's several, but one that comes to mind to me is back to those employees. When you don't recognize stuff like this, we just become disloyal or maybe even angry by you not saying anything. Because by not saying something, you said something. And we always walking around with our third eye on. Right. Well, I said something. Yeah, yeah. well, you mm-hmm. kind of said something else, too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, another part of that, you know, in terms of the negative consequences is just the continuation of oppressive and this racist system, mm-hmm. right? Like, they want you to believe that it's not racist. Right. Or it's not oppressive. Everyone has a chance. Right. You know, and it's not, but if you just go back to the 20 episodes in season one, right. and at this point, you know, 18 episodes in season two, mm-hmm. we keep talking about oppressive pieces and parts yes. that make up the system. The system. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So That's right. we're just talking about ways that you just continue with this negative this negative system. Yes. You know, right? So so I think that again, a negative consequence of and it's not all because of Juneteenth. It isn't. Okay, but it's ignoring holidays or events not even, yeah, and events, moments. significant yeah. moments in time like Juneteenth. Right. Exactly right. No doubt. And another one that comes to mind for me, just to put it in dollars and cents, this yep. is a lost market opportunity when you don't recognize the diversity of everybody around us. That's another consumer that you haven't connected with. That's another missed lost sales opportunity. All of those things come into play. Because if, you, if you're not acknowledging me, if you don't see me, I can't trust you. Yeah, why am I going to keep giving you money? And why am I going to give you my dollars? And you yeah. keep seeing it more and more now. Yeah. You know, people are like, this has got to change. I'm, I'm boycotting. Yeah. At the end of the day, man, it's like unfriending somebody. This mm-hmm. is like being on Facebook or LinkedIn when you unfriend somebody. They don't even know it. Right. But they're going to feel it. They're going to feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not included to the party. So the last part for me, though, is like, you know, look, I'm looking at the HR piece of this, right? Uh-huh. Low engagement. If I'm unhappy, you ain't really getting much more out of nope, me. Nope. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do right. I'm gonna do the bare minimum and I'm probably gonna barely do the minimum. Right. <laughs> you know what That's I'm saying? Exactly right. But low engagement because we just we just don't believe your actions are sincere. We feel like you're checking the box mm-hmm. or just kinda it's almost like, again, I'm on this Facebook thing, right? So it's yeah. almost like rather than you making a comment, you just liking the shit. You just like it. That's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't really telling me how you feel. How you feel. You're just acknowledging that you read it or you saw it. Right. You know? <laughs> and I think that's what it is when, when we get corporate America uh, or, or leaders, yep. Yep. you know, who just really don't acknowledge or take a stance. Mm-hmm. They don't let you know left or right. They just let you know, yeah, I see it. Yeah, I know y'all y'all in a bad situation right now. I right. see it. Yep, I see it. But I, ain't I doing feel for about you. It. I right. feel for you. I feel, I feel your pain. Yeah, exactly. But I ain't going to do nothing about it. That's though. right. You don't feel it. But, but look, Keith, we're talking, we're getting emotional, and this is a sensitive subject for both of us, right? But let's go ahead and, and humanize this, okay? Yes. And uh, hit them with some of those receipts, man. Let's tell them that we're not making this shit up. We're not making it up, and that's where we'll share some receipts on why leaders and companies must recognize Juneteenth and other heritage-type holidays and events, right? And receipt number one, according to research from the Edelman Trust Barometer, 54% of employees globally believe that CEOs should speak publicly on controversial political and social issues that they care about. And similarly, 53% of consumers agree that every brand 
has a responsibility to get involved in at least one social issue that does not directly impact its business. So we're talking over 50 percent. Majority of the people. Of employees uh, and uh, over 50 percent of, of consumers. consumers. Around the world. Yeah. So we're saying if you lost 50 percent of your employees, if you lost 50 percent of people buying your products, you in trouble. You in big time so, trouble. So we're saying if you don't think this shit is important. Right. Like you, you, you might not want to believe me and Keith, right? But I can't make the Here's numbers the data. up. Yeah, I can't That's make the, the numbers saying up. Right? They want, we want you to speak up and be involved. Receipt number two mm-hmm. in, a, in a, a recent Nielsen report, it said that sixty six percent of people said they are willing to pay more for products. So we're talking about yep. that fifty over fifty percent that said that they want like you the customers they want you to speak up and. 60% of uh, 66% of all, you know, consumers say they're willing to pay more for products if the brand's values are aligned with their own personal values. Yeah. Like if there I'm a businessman, this business is all I need. I can charge you more Cha-ching. and give you the same shit. Cha-ching. You know what I'm saying? So the rising awareness about societal and environmental, uh, environmental concerns have been driving conversations and heated debates. And heated debates. Okay, and heated debates on social media alone. Yeah. Okay, not For even sure. in the media. We're talking about social uh, social media in the past two years. So again, if that's not something for you to kind of maybe get your calculator out and start trying to figure out. You got to figure it out. That's the bottom line. That's right. Because not saying anything during these times. You said something. You said something. (laughs) Receipt number three, and to build off of what you just dropped, another Nielsen study focused on African-American consumers Mm. and found that black consumer brand loyalty is based on a brand's perception of authenticity, Mm -hmm. culturally relevant, socially conscious, and responsible. And 38% of African-Americans between the ages of 18 and 34 say that they expect the brands they purchase to support social causes. Mm-hmm. And 41% of African-Americans over 35 expect the same, right? And go back to the dollars and cents and the demographic changes that we've been talking about in prior episodes. So you got 43% of the 75 million millennials in the U.S., identify as African-American, Hispanic, or Asian. So if you don't know how to talk to them, if you don't have a brand strategy on how to connect with these people, you ain't got a growth strategy either. So, Keith, do you think it's a, it's just a coincidence, okay, that Nike, like the top people that they have promoting their products for Nike, look like me and you? That's okay. not a coincidence at all. <laughs> do you think the top people, do you think like the issues when we're talking about whether it be Colin Kaepernick, whether it be about, you know, now with uh, Naomi. Naomi Osaka. Yep. Yeah. You think about all of these issues. We're not talking about Black Lives Matter. So, you know, sometimes we think, oh, they're just putting out a statement on their website. No, Nike's always been in. And we're not just talking about Nike. It's a whole bunch of other companies out there, but there is a reason because they understand, you know, the impact, what these ethnically diverse groups bring to the bottom line. And again, to bring this home, we're talking about if the company has a social footprint, Yes, if they take a stance, then they know that that equals dollars. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's right. that knows they Eventually it will translate to that. And to add on to that point, KP, for, for receipt number four, let me speak on a, on, a, on a CBS Money Watch 
interview with Kevin James, you know, who is the dean of um, of the business college for North Carolina A&T State uh, University. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. okay. Keisha, shout out to Keisha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, our Aggie's in the building, right? He was uh, adamant about the importance of acknowledging this date in history. And he said, observing Juneteenth is an acknowledgement of the stain of slavery and a celebration of black American freedom. Mm-hmm. So essentially... Companies that do so will see perception gains among black workers and consumers. Yep, so again, this is this is tying all of these tied it all together. together here. If you don't think this stuff matters, don't do anything and let's just see what happens. Yep. We're gonna see what happens. That's right. <laughs> and the demographic what... tide is gonna wash your ass away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Away. exactly. And so those are some great receipts. And Ricky, I think it's time for us to uh Share some secrets, so get that pen and paper ready, my good people. And we have four secrets for you today that companies can take to be supportive of Juneteenth and other heritage holidays and moments. First, create a proactive forecasting team. Mm -hmm. Second, benchmark for best practices and failures. Three, give a day on. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And four, work that legacy. And secret number one, again, is create a pro active forecasting team. And so what does that mean? This is a team that will look for trending events that may impact your organization or align with your organization's strategy and mission. So you want somebody that's out there that say, hey, I was on black Twitter and some shit's going down (laughs) and we need to be ready for it, right? You know, those kinds of things. Put together, this should be simple. This is like table stakes. Put together a calendar of Heritage Month and Days, please, people. Just put it down. But then once you decide you're going to do something, don't do too much, right? (laughs) Just acknowledge the moment. Yeah. And don't try and center yourself because that's when you start to get in trouble, when you start to talk about how good your shit is and don't stink. (laughs) When you start making it about you. When you start making it about you, that's when people are going to come for you. Just say happy pride. Yeah. Happy Black History Month. Happy Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. Look, Keith, I think that's like outstanding advice, (laughs) you know? Look, secret number two, I think, uh, as you spoke about earlier, benchmark for best practices and failures. Research what the heck other organizations or individuals who have spoken out on a given topic and what the outcomes have been. Like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't. You don't have to be able to solve stuff here. Just do it, do it, and one. And one. There's you plenty know? of examples out here. Right. And and again, as you start speaking about those examples, I mean, you know, over the past year, you know, we've seen companies who have done a great job with recognizing these events, right? Mm-hmm. Like second to none. We've also been able to see some case studies for some companies that didn't quite get it right, right? Yep. They didn't seize the moment and instill confidence, you know, on uh, their impacted employees, right? So what we're asking you to do is just benchmark for best practices, right? Yep. And and like we say, borrow with pride. Right. <laughs> borrow with pride. <laughs> borrow with pride. And speaking of that, it, it just struck a, an example of a good and bad. Same company, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were a few, there's a few years back where Starbucks wanted to try and, you know, show how good they were with race and racism and stuff like that. And so they started having the uh, baristas race together on everybody's cup and tried to engage them on conversations about racism. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to talk about that shit while I'm getting a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It blew up in their face. Yeah. Because everybody was mad. The employees were mad. They had to talk about it. And the customer was mad that you're trying to push racism down their throat. Right. They kind of made up for it like a few years later. Remember those black dudes that got went into Starbucks and then they got kicked out by the uh, by the store owner and then yeah. Starbucks just shut the shit down. Yeah, and had mandatory did. training. They did mandatory training for every employee across across the company. That's doing it well. I mean, they brought in national experts to design the training, yeah. shut everything down for a day, had everybody go through this intensive course. Same company doing a good right. Yeah. Doing a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, I think they were in the same case study. We saw how they how they jacked it up, and then we saw what they did to try to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know. But again, we're talking about having that proactive forecasting team yep. to be on the forefront to say, okay, hey, this is what worked well. Yep. This is how maybe we can maybe borrow with pride, do things a little bit differently. But I think that's what we talked about in terms of the benchmarking. Yeah. You know, well. so, that's right. But again, those two things go hand in hand. Make a move. What make about secret move. number three? Can yeah. You? Secret number three. This was an interesting one that I saw uh, when I was reading a little bit where people were saying, don't give people a day off, give them a a day on. Mm-hmm. And so you thinking about when we started this podcast and we we're making fun of that company and their freedom day, <laughs> this would be my recommendation. Don't give people a day off, get them doing something, right? This is the time to get everybody out and doing work. Why not a day of service in the black community mm-hmm. or if it's another heritage day or whatever, do something in their community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or provide a day like Starbucks, shut it down and do a day of education. Don't give people a day off just as you think that's just going to help do something. Because most of us, we just go sit and watch TV and do some stupid shit. But really, if you want to have impact, go do something profound. And on top of that, like every company has an intranet. Have people post on what they did to recognize or celebrate that or, or be introspective on that day on. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like right. that day on, like post a picture of what you did today for community service mm-hmm. or whatever the case whatever is, the right? Case may be. If that's like working with kids or if that's doing some actual sweat equity, whatever it is. Whatever but it is. Again, I think there's different ways rather than just, you know, I know some a lot of older leaders are like, I'm not giving people a day off. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. It's bigger than you. That's right. Giving people a day off. For sure. Maybe for Juneteenth, they should give the black people a day off. <laughs> they should do something. <laughs> they should do something, man. And I know a lot of people want to be allies right now, so there's some stuff we can fight for. And lastly, secret number four is I always ask leaders this question when I'm counseling them, you know, new, old, whatever it is, is I always ask them, like, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm-hmm. You know, because that lets me know how hard I need to go or what areas to have them lean in yep. on. Amazingly enough, I have a lot of leaders who haven't thought about that or they don't think it's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I would say in terms of secret number four is determine your corporate and or leadership legacy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your employees are watching like they watching you. So even when you don't say anything like he said earlier today, you actually saying something. You saying something. <laughs> you know. So when you don't acknowledge Juneteenth and other Heritage Month moments, you are missing an opportunity to connect and build your legacy. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And I think again, 
this you may not think this is important, but, but somebody is. right now who's a who's a VP and they have aspirations to be your chief. Mm-hmm. Okay, people are going to be looking at your um, your footprint. Yeah. They're going to be looking at how you impacted things, and they're going to be like. Huh, and the person's not, they're talking about how they support diversity and how they do all of these right. things. We don't have any receipts. There's we don't no have any receipts. evidence. I, no they evidence. ask when I ask somebody else to look just like them. Right. Like they don't right. have anything. You're not sitting on any boards. Not sitting on You're not boards. doing any You're not of that. Showing stuff. up in the community. You're not exactly. Doing so so what we would say is honestly, look at your legacy. Are there are there any underrepresented groups? Yes. And you're working on mentorship programs? Are you That's working right. on internship programs? Are you working on actually donating equity and money into these programs? Are you mentoring and looking at the, and helping people who don't look like you? Right. You know, all That's of those right. things are all those things. part of that legacy, Yes. you know, part of this. No doubt. And as we wrap up here, you know, if you want to find more resources on these secrets and the receipts that we shared today, you can go to our website, secrets.com, and look in those show notes because every episode we got a summary of what's to come in that episode, and we always provide resources on what we've been talking about. So look, Keith, man, this episode has been educational as well as a, a trip down memory lane for both of us. And it's yeah. actually kind of sparked up a little something. Yeah, a little something. Too, right? That's right. But it also points out just how much work we still need to do to build a truly inclusive culture. Yeah, no doubt. Right? And so, so I think uh, all of our listeners out there, we only, uh, you know, got a couple of more episodes in season two. Which is crazy. It's we were kicking it, man. Kicking we it. And look, if y'all happy about season two, season right. three about to be ridiculous. That's right. Okay, it's about to be we ridiculous. We're working on it already. So, so keep tuning in and sending us your show ideas as we gear up for season three. I mean, I'm excited about this topic. We've been having people talking about all the other stuff, yep. you know, we've been doing, but we're just getting started. We're just getting started. That's right. So, and if you like what we're giving, here's how you can help us out again. We've been talking about it. Stock up on that merch, especially for Pride Month. Yep. We've launched some hot LGBTQ Pride designs, and we're donating 25% of all sales from those purchases this month to Glisten and to the Empowerment Program at the Center for Human Development. Because these organizations are great. They're making sure that our young people are able to thrive and be their authentic selves. And we also going to be adding some pan-African designs soon. So yep. y'all watch out. We got the designs. We're looking at them right now. Deciding which ones we're going to pick and put on some merch for you. Yeah, I'm going to order mine before they run out. That's right. You got it. That's right. <laughs> and get your friends and colleagues to listen in and write a review on Apple for us. That would help us out a lot. Absolutely. And look, KP, one thing I love to do for Juneteenth is get on that grill and enjoy a little vodka and crayon. Yes. And mine is getting a little low over here. So we need to wrap up so I can refill this doggone cup. Yes. But before we sign off, we want to remind everyone, please, please get vaccinated. Please I know there's it. people out there running around like, what pandemic? You know, know what I'm right. saying? But I'm asking y'all to get vaccinated because some of y'all out there that we know and love are at risk, yes. you know, right now. So please get vaccinated. And if not for you, for your family For members. the ones around you. Right. That's right. So again, remember, thanks for joining us on Secrets. But remember, when we share, you transform. Take care, everybody. Peace. Ooh-wee! 
thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Don't forget to tune in next time for more Hot Fire. Until then, cheers! Thank you.